This is episode number 159, How to Stop Choking and Get Your Confidence Back, Crush It Mondays. Welcome to the Sonia Looney Show. This is a podcast about how to live a high-performance life, spanning the categories of mindset, plant-based nutrition, and inspiring stories to help you be better every day. Hope you guys had an awesome long weekend if you're in the United States, and I enjoyed my weekend. I actually spent the weekend catching up on work stuff, but I love what I do so much that it doesn't feel like work. I'm really excited about today's episode of Crush It Mondays. I had a lot of fun putting it together. And if you're not familiar with Crush It Mondays, each week I'll bring you an inspiring message, habit, or contemplation to get your week off to a powerful start. In this week's episode, I want to talk about how not to choke. But first, let's take care of a little bit of business and thank our awesome podcast sponsor who is making these episodes possible. Thank you to Osea Malibu, a organic, vegan, awesome skincare company out of Malibu, California. I love this company because each product is infused with sustainably sourced organic Patagonian seaweed and active botanicals that create a nutrient and mineral rich bioavailable base. And this pure and potent base allows for the products to easily absorb into the skin and effectively bring out about balance while targeting signs of aging and skin perfections. I've really been enjoying the sea serum and the atmosphere protection cream. And what I love about these products is that they're not greasy. And a lot of times whenever you use moisturizers, they make your skin feel oily and these just make your skin feel fresh. And as athletes, it's important that we take care of our skin. I'm not sure if you guys have thought about skincare yet at this stage, but for me, I've been doing basically just washing my face and using moisturizer. The serum is new for me and I'm really liking it. And guys out there, you can take care of your skin too. And it's not just for anti-aging, it's just for general health. So check out Osea. The website is Osea, O-S-E-A, Malibu.com. And use my name, Sonia Looney, to get 10 bucks off a $50 purchase. And that is Sonia Looney, the coupon code at OseaMalibu.com. These also make really good Christmas gifts. Okay, so let's get into this week's topic of Crush Up Mondays, how not to choke and get your confidence back. My research was primarily around different sports, but these tips can be applied to, say, a meeting you're preparing for, test taking, or any situation that challenges you and makes you feel a little bit sweaty. Self-talk, the awareness around our perceptions, and mindfulness are woven into the main narrative of this podcast, if you haven't noticed. They're things that I'm incredibly passionate about and that have made a huge difference in my life. The stories that we tell ourselves and the words that we use have a profound effect on our perception. Self-talk is an internal stimulus and it drives our confidence in everything that we do. It especially affects the outcome of how we perform and how much fun we're having in challenging situations or conditions where we need to optimally perform. Our inner experience affects the quality of our outer experience. It's pretty powerful whenever you realize that you can truly change your perception of reality and how you experience the world with your inner experience and your self-talk. So first of all, here are some techniques I like to keep your eye on crushing it instead of letting that constricted nervous feeling take over. You can use this in sports, business relationships, anywhere you are being challenged. So number one, develop contextual awareness around your negative self-talk. When are you doing it? What circumstances cause it? Even realizing when you do it can be a challenge because we get stuck in a habit. We get stuck in a rut of doing things the same way every single time. And you might not even realize that you're doing it. Once you've realized whenever you are engaging in negative self-talk and the context in which this happens, number two, 
Practice reworking your thoughts and rewiring your brain. So replace negative thoughts with productive ones. And even journaling will help in this situation. You can write down negative things that pop in your brain throughout the week about the thing that's coming up. And then you can write something else that will be more productive. And it doesn't have to be false, hokey, or even overly positive things that you don't believe, but just rework the thought into something that is true for you and that actually is going to be productive to help you perform. And how do you do that? Number three, focus on execution, not outcome, or you could say process over outcome. And we hear that word a lot, process. Don't think about winning the game or the race. Think about what you'll do to perform your best. Don't think of the the result that you're going to get on that exam that you studied for. Think of the work that you put in, the studying that you did, and the fact that you know your stuff. Don't think about the promotion you're asking for and whether you get it or not. Think about communicating everything you've done well and how you fit in at work and how you're an integral part of the team. So if you're always focusing on the thing that you're trying to get, it can get in the way of the things that you need to do to get there. So focus on executing, not that thing that you're hoping to get. And this is a quick little branch off of last week's Crush It Monday about purpose. Just a quick reminder that you might get the shiny thing that you're pushing so hard for, but you're only going to feel satisfied for a short moment with it. And then you're going to be looking for something else. So it doesn't matter what you've achieved. This is just natural and it's part of the human condition. Number four, practice positive visualization. For days or weeks leading up to your event, imagine what not only success looks like, but try to imagine how it will feel when you are doing everything perfectly for your own execution. And I don't always recommend this for everybody, but you can use negative visualization. How do you deal with hiccups? Like what happens in a race if you get a flat tire or you get lost or you get up on the stage to speak and you lose your place? Like for some people that can be really anxiety provoking, but for others, it can make you feel even more prepared. And I know for me, knowing how I'm going to respond and having a plan whenever things do go wrong, that really helps me have a good game plan. Number five, change how you view stress. View stress as a positive, especially with stereotypical nerve-wracking situations. Instead of saying, I'm so nervous or I'm so stressed, tell yourself that you're excited and you're amped because oftentimes you have the same type of physiological reactions, like your heart rate increases, your respiratory rate increases, maybe you get a little bit shaky, but whenever you're actually really excited, you also feel those things. Kelly McGonigal, PhD, has written a whole book on research surrounding how and why this works and techniques that you can use. And the book is called The Upside of Stress. I've mentioned it before, and it's really fascinating how just changing the things that you tell yourself whenever you start feeling that tight feeling or that nervous feeling can make a huge impact on what your outcome is and even how you feel when you're doing the task at hand to get to that outcome. Next, pick a mantra. Mantras can be really powerful and pick one that makes you feel good. Some of the mantras that I like are, I got this, I got this, or I'm confident, or I'm unstoppable, or I'm ready. And I mean, you have to pick one that works for you. Don't pick something that you feel is lame because someone else told you to. Pick something that makes you feel really good. Another thing you could do is even listen to a song. Like there's this Sia song called Unstoppable and that's where I got some of these She says, I'm unstoppable. I'm so powerful. Like, I love those mantras. Last, use your breath. Relax. A lot of people, especially in sports, have a specific routine that they do every single time before they do something. They'll have a routine using their breath or just a specific routine to help them slow down before they enter a start gate, before they shoot a three-point shot, before they serve the tennis ball. 
So just think of those things and find one that works for you. Or you could even read online about different routines people have. People also have routines before getting on stage for speaking or before going into a tense meeting. So there are ways around these nerves or this anxiety that you might feel. And it's okay. And you can figure it out. I thought while I was on the topic of choking, I would send Reggie Miller a text. Reggie Miller is an NBA Hall of Famer, and he is known for how well he performs under pressure. He scored three-point shots, many, many, many three-point shots in situations where people thought that he never would, right before the buzzer in the most tense moment. So I thought, I'm going to ask Reggie if he has any tips about choking and performing under pressure, because I'm sure he's worked with the top psychologist. I'm sure that he's done all of his own internal work for this, and he had some really great advice. So here's what Reggie said. He said, first, let me say there is no such thing as choking. We all have at some point come up short at the biggest moments in our athletic endeavor. But here's how I approach pressure moments. And I'm going to interrupt for a second. He says there is no such thing as choking. So already he has created a situation where he's not going to judge himself if something goes wrong and say that I choked. Okay, so back to Reggie. Number one, he says, act like you've been there. There's a reason why you got up three hours earlier to get to the gym or football field or on the trail. Practice makes good, not perfect. The more time you spend doing what you love, the less pressure it will feel like. Number two, visually see yourself hitting the game winner, the old 3-2-1 buzzer sound. I replayed those moments a million times in the family backyard games. Remember, all the hard work that you've put in your body, let that be the guiding force. Number three, and remember, there's always tomorrow. If it doesn't work out, know you will have other chances. Continue to believe in yourself and your workouts. So that was some great advice from Reggie Miller. Now, what happens if you have had a situation where you, quote, choked or didn't perform optimally under pressure or got up on stage and completely blanked on anything that you were going to say? What happens after that? Because a lot of times people say, well, how do I get my confidence back after that happens? And you could even say like after a bike crash, you could say I choked on that feature and I crashed and now I don't feel confident anymore. Well, go back to what Reggie said. There is no such thing at choking. Sometimes you just come up short and it doesn't mean that you're not good and that you're never going to be able to do it. My recommendation would be you'll have to start over with the steps outlined above and build back up to the thing that you're trying to do to get your confidence back. So I'll repeat those really quickly. Develop contextual awareness around your negative self-talk. Practice reworking your thoughts and rewiring your brain. Focus on execution, not outcome. Use positive visualization. View stress as a positive. Pick a mantra. Relax, breathe, and have a routine. Something else to consider is if you messed up in a situation, that's not going to be the defining thing. It's an outlier. Try to remember that. And we always focus on the negative. We always focus on that one thing that we screwed up instead of all the other times that we did things right. Or that one negative comment that person made when there's so many people making positive comments. So remember that the negative thing, the thing that you're associating with as negative is not the truth all the time. It just happened once or twice, or it's not the thing that happens most of the time. It just sticks out like a sore thumb because that's what negativity does. Start with small challenges or things that you've done before that come easily to build your confidence back up. An example would be riding easier technical trails and slowly build back up to where you crashed in the first place. And when you find yourself back in the situation where you messed up, think of all the times you excelled, not the one time that you failed. Our brain does nitpick out those negative experiences. Remember, a negative comment outweighs 100 positive ones, but it's not true. And especially going back to the tips I just gave, 
I'll use the example of technical riding or cornering or something like that. Don't think about the crash or not making it. Think about what you need to do to get through. So if you're going into a corner, maybe you crashed in the corner or it didn't go very well. Think about not the crash. Think about looking through the corner. Think about your body position. Think about all those types of things. Or if you're going through a rock garden, think about staying loose, looking where you want to go, pumping the bike properly. Those are processes you can think of instead of getting to the end of the rock garden. And last, try to harness the flow. The ultimate goal is to get into a flow state with all of these techniques. Many of us have experienced it. And when you are in a flow state, there is truly nothing negative on your mind and your confidence is high. In a paper about flow, which is linked in the show notes, it is stated, in reality, athletes do not lose their physical ability, technical skills, and strategic knowledge during a competition. Rather, they lose control of cognitive factors such as ability to concentrate, to focus on relevant cues, to engage in positive self-talk, and so forth. The potential causes for athletes losing control could be negative internal thoughts such as fear of losing, low confidence regarding self-competence, thinking of failure experiences, feeling shame of losing, etc. Remember, quote, optimal experience where we feel a sense of exhilaration, a deep sense of enjoyment that is long cherished, does not come through passive, receptive, relaxing times. The best moments usually occur when a person's body or mind is stretched to its limits in a voluntary effort to accomplish something difficult and worthwhile. All of us have the ability to get to work on our headspace, to thrive when we take challenges, to sign up for new things, and to seek growth, because personally, I think that it is one of the key things that makes life exciting and worth living. I hope you guys enjoyed this episode of Crush It Mondays. Feel free to share it with a friend if you think that it will help them and it'll help us as well. And if you want to financially support my work, there are two ways now to give back to the show. One, you can leave a one-time donation on PayPal and there is a PayPal button in the show notes. And there's also one on sonyalooney.com slash podcast. Or you can become a Patreon supporter, which is a crowdfunded website where you can donate a small amount of money per month to the show to help support all of our endeavors. Thanks again to our podcast sponsor, Osea Malibu, for making this episode possible and for their awesome support. Hope you guys have an awesome week. Wishing you all the best in your training and adventures. And we'll see you back here in just a few days.